It was the best of times. It was the worst. She was the people's princess. To fight on the beaches. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wait, man, these are the things that made England. on the landing ground. These are the things that made England. I have a body, but of a weak and evil woman. These are the things that made England. And the king of England, too. These are the things that made England. Cry God for Harry! And these are the things that made England. England! And St. George! These are the things that made England. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the things that made England. Um, the idea of the show is to decide on what things make England as she is, the country that, despite it all, we feel lucky to be part of, Every episode, one of us will pitch an idea to be designated as one of the things that made England distinctive, and we will talk it over and just possibly reach some sort of consensus. No one is supposing, by the way, that all or indeed any of these things are specific only to England. That would be a tall order, simply that they are an important aspect of why England is the way she is. After each episode, we'll post a poll on our Facebook group to allow you, the listeners, to vote and decide whether each idea is deemed worthy to be described as a thing that made England or not. So please do come and join us on the Facebook and join in the discussion. And finally, we have set up a Patreon page as a kind of way of passing around a virtual hat if anyone feels inclined to support the show. You can find this at patreon.com forward slash TTME. And today I am joined by... You're such a swat. What? I mean, you really uh, are the most outrageous goody two-shoes. Well, last... Do you clean your shoes every morning? You're brogues <laughs> with black knots it and buff them. <laughs> You've done all the proper introductions. Yes. TTME, yeah, Patreon, yeah, yeah, blah, Patreon. Blah, blah. yeah. We didn't yeah. know none of that in my episode last no, time. No, no, exactly. Well, you're you know. A, you're a swat. And I believe last time I was being criticised for my lack of preparedness. So yes, I thought this time. This time gone time, ah, oh, there's a right. Okay. Uh, so what's your name balance, then? Mate. Yeah, David Crowther. You know. Uh, oh, okay. Is. Thank you very much. And I'm Luke Baxter. And it's lovely to be with you here, David, uh, oh, to discuss. Yeah, get on with it. <laughs> oh, second, banter. <laughs> it's banter. such good banter. It's so good. <laughs> I know. I bantered out. <laughs> Bantalicious. <laughs> Bantastic. Excellent. The Archbishop of Banterbury. The Archbishop of Banterbury, indeed. You're still here. Um, well, actually, it's the Archbishop, uh, the Bishop of Bath and Wells <laughs> yes. who will be encountering. Nice yeah, I see what I did there. Yeah. Sieg. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so this is uh, part two of our exploration of uh, English comedy. Um, and... Uh, it's my turn to present, and I will be speaking about Blackadder. Ah. Um, rather than Whiteadder. Rather than Whiteadder. There, there is a Whiteadder, isn't there? The Whiteadders are his um, puritanical cousin, uh, aunt and uncle, ah, I think. Ah, yeah. yes. Yeah. The one with the rude vegetables. The one with the rude vegetables and the comedy breasts. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, they don't have comedy breasts. <laughs> <laughs> they sit on spikes. They, they sit on spikes, exactly. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Which is a brilliant one. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the few that I uh, haven't rewatched actually because because we kept on putting right? putting off our, our recording date. I'm, <laughs> I thought you know I'd start watching a few again. I've watched <laughs> nearly the whole thing through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect excuse. It's fantastic. What, uh, yes. What, what excuse do you need to watch Black yeah, Adder again? It's perfect. It's brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how um, well known Black Adder is um, uh, out and about, as it were. Um, but so a little sort of potted um story of it is uh, so blackadder is a historical comedy uh that traces the family blackadder through four key periods in english and british history the wars of the roses the reigns of uh, elizabeth the first and george the fourth uh well not his reign actually because he's british regent during it um and the first world war there are two characters who appear in all four series Blackadder, whose status in life diminishes as the centuries go by. Um, uh, he starts as a royal prince and he ends up as a captain in the trenches. And Which is true. I had not noticed that that nuance. Ah, yes. He does go down the social scale. Although he's yeah. still reasonably posh, isn't he, by the end? Well, not really, no, because he's a sort of professional captain. I suppose he's just your level of poshness, really, isn't he? So you're right. Yes. Not, really posh. not very posh. No, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's, but, but he's you're not. posher than I am, obviously. Yes. But he's not like, you know, he's not like Lieutenant George, who's definitely posh. No. You know, no. so he would have been one of the, you know, he, he, he's a professional soldier. Um, rather yeah, than, a, you know, somebody who joined up yes. for the war. An amateur. Yeah. Yes. Because he was in the Sudan and things. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, because they made a great, they, they made a big fruit salad or something. Yes, they? yes. Fighting the pygmies yes. who were armed with mangoes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, it's quite a sharp mango there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Very sharp mango. Yeah, yeah. That is an example of um, tackling taboo subjects. It is, yes. Which we decided was part of English humour last time. Yes, I think we're going to do quite well here. Um, yeah. Yes, colonisation. Colonisation. Repression. Yes. Yeah. I think minorities. Yeah. That's sort of thing, yeah. And they laugh at it. Sorry, I interrupted. Carry on. No, no, that's fine. But, uh, yes, more interruptions, very welcome. Um, and the other character who appears in all of them is Baldrick, his manservant. Um, and his status remains unchanged throughout history. Which I think probably says something. Doesn't um, learn to count, does he? He never learns to count or How read. Many beans have I got? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How two many beans, beans have you got? Yeah, yeah. That's just enough for a small cassoulet. <laughs> that was that yours, though, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So, um, and the first series is an alternative history where Richard the Fourth, one of the doomed princes in the Tower, actually survived to manhood. Um, and so manly indeed uh, that he's played by Brian Blessed. Uh, yes, Gordon's alive! Like yeah, Brian Blessed. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, really is. Oh, he's uh, a... National Institution. Is he dead yet? No, 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 no. Still alive? No. <laughs> yeah, Brian's alive. <laughs> Can't be. <laughs> yeah. He's alive. Yeah. Oh, he's dead fantastic. for years. <laughs> No, no, he's amazing. He's like, you know, he, I think he, he climbed F- Everest quite recently. He's nuts. No. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, he's an amazing chap. Uh, Popeye went to Mount Olives. Oh. No, that's wrong. <laughs> Moses went to Mount Olives. <laughs> but Popeye hit him. <laughs> it's not a bad gag. It? It's not a bad gag. But if, it, it if we'd been improved time, if he man. hadn't started with the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so um uh blackadder the blackadder is the youngest son of the king um and a bit of a sniveling wretch um his father the king continuously gets his name wrong um you know it's edmund but his dad calls him edgar and edward and so on um and in the first series the baldrick is the smart one he's the intelligent one and it's him for instance, That's who suggests true. the name the Blackadder rather than... Alternatively, yeah. he's, um, Blackadder says, I shall be known as the Black Vegetable. The Black Vegetable, yes. Which yeah. actually is one of the very few funny lines apart from the jumping Jews of Jerusalem in the first series. Ah. He said controversially. Well, yes. 
liking the, the first series of Blackadder is a bit like being one of those people who won't listen to any Pink Floyd made after Sid Barrett left the band. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, is that what people do? Oh yes, I have know. a couple of mates who argue about Genesis. Oh. One of them says that Genesis is absolutely awful after yeah. Peter Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. And the other one says you can't listen to anything which has got Peter Gabriel in. That's the yeah. same sort of thing. Very it? much so with Pink Floyd. Yes, I would say, because, I mean, Piper at the Gates of Dawn, which was the you know their masterpiece, their early masterpiece. Oh, you're a Genesis fan. No, it's the Pink Floyd. Sorry, I'm going to have to go. I'm it's Pink Floyd. I'm not a Genesis Sorry, fan. I'm not a Genesis fan. I'm not a Genesis fan. I'm not a Genesis fan. Piper at the Gates of Dawn is a Pink Floyd album. Oh, right. I'm, I'm, continuing, I'm, I'm continuing my my Pink Floyd analogy here. Um, right. And but, I thought you switched to Genesis. No, I, don't, I can't stand Genesis. No. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't Saxon, I didn't listen to it. If it didn't have satin trousers, it wasn't for me. You didn't like Pink Floyd? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yawn. Oh, dear. Well, don't listen yeah. to the Pipe of the Gates of Dawn because that is truly unlistenable. Right. Yeah, well, it um, sounds incredibly pretentiously prog. Yes, it? it's very prog. Um, I mean, you know, like the lamb lies down on Broadway. Yeah. Well, pass me the mint sauce. I mean, yes, that's not amusing, but you know. <laughs> anyway, are we supposed to be talking about Blackadder? Yes, but that's the, my point. Is you know, but anyway. Anyway. Anyway, it's after Roger Walters Walters left that you should stop listening to Pink Floyd. But you've got right. no taste, so I don't even know who Roger is. Yes, you're, you're a lost, Maddie. you're a lost cause. Um, I, I'm shocked. Sorry, I'm, Did he wear <laughs> I have to just, I might just have to hang up here. <laughs> I, can't, I can't take anymore. You don't like Pink Floyd? <laughs> Jeez, uh, Pink who? Yeah, oh, dear, I dear. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so the point being. <laughs> to reinforce what you're saying. Um, Sorry, there was a point? There was a point somewhere in there. Yes, that the, um, you know, is that really the first series is just not as funny as um, the remaining three series. Um, and But, you know, it's good. I think it's, you know, it's a good series, um, but they were quite lucky to get any more after that, I think, um, because, you know, the sort of basic gags per minute. Um, is quite sort of low compared to the others. And it was actually, weirdly, it was a lot more expensive uh, because it included lots of sort of exterior filming um, and they had lots of extras and every, everything, uh, whereas the, the other series are filmed on a set in front of an audience um, and which a lot of people seem to think makes comedians funnier. Right. Um, it kind of does. If somebody else laughs... You're more yeah. likely to laugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, canned laughter is a hideous concept, but actually, it works. Yes, it? but it wasn't. It wasn't canned. It, 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 they they would. Oh right, it was just real. Funny. Well, there, there's real real audience. Yeah, and they just laughed. And they just laughed. Yes, because it was funny. Yeah, I see your point. Yes. Um, yeah, very good. Yeah. Well, of course, the key thing, as you'll know, Luke, is in the writing team. Yes. Because Ben Elton. Ben Elton joins. joined. Yeah, exactly. Richard Curtis. Yeah. In yeah. the second one, doesn't he? Yeah. And that it just seems to work, doesn't it? Yeah. Two of them. And I think also that, you know, then they got Stephen Fry in. He helped a lot with the writing as well. Um and I think yes, it really it really tightens up and it, it is brilliant. Because in the second series is fantastic. Um and but the whole is, is brilliant. Yeah. The aesthetic of that is, you know, couldn't be more different really, where you've got, you know, most of the action just takes place on that very compressed stage. Yeah. You know, with Queen Elizabeth, Nursey, and Melchie, um, and sort of confronting Blackadder. Um, and in this series, so Blackadder has sort of slipped down a rung on the aristocratic ladder. Um, and he's one of the sort of many noble supplicants at the court, uh, desperately trying to curry favor with the monarch. Um, yeah. So he's kind of, uh, get your opinion on this. He's sort of Dudders, isn't he? Your um, Dudley. Isn't he? Uh, is he? Is, is that what he, he is? I suppose he is. Yeah. Um, well, no, he's not because she's not in love with Dudders. She's in love with Dudders. And she's yeah. Not really in love with Dudders. Well, there's a whole a sort. Of, yes, there's a sort it's of, a bit of a sex thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he goes off to sea, it's so that he can impress her, and yes. she's going to fall in love with him and do that sort of thing. But also, there's the sort of will she, won't she, chop off his head. Um, which, yes, well, chop yeah. off his head, and she never really threatens to cut off Dudders' head. No, but didn't she banish him for? 
Was it him she banished for marrying someone? Court for a while, but she didn't. I mean, I think maybe you're thinking of Essex. Right, Essex. She did chop up his head. She did. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I am thinking more Essex. I don't know. You see, I kind of, I could be wrong, and you could be right. uh, Although that would be unusual. It would. Um, Especially on this. You see, banter. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, tick. Get that. Get that. Mm. Um, Does banter work if you uh, have to sort of signal it? Sort of an identikit Elizabethan courtier, you know, yes. desperately because they're all mad, you know, to be the most powerful, the yeah. most honourable. Yeah, you know, they go and lay waste to Ireland just to show how manly they are. Yeah, um, yeah. And he kind of feels like that, isn't he? He's got to prove himself. He's got to be at the top of the tree. He's yeah. got to compete. Yes, and also then, so Melchi is um, who's the Lord Chancellor? Who's her main, the, the father and son? Oh, Lord. Burley. Yeah. Yeah, and Melchie's Burley. Right. Can't say, cannot not say Burley in a glass, fake Glaswegian accent, can you? Um, possibly. Burley. Was he oh, Scottish? Probably. No. It's not in Scotland. It's not in Scotland at all. No. You can't say Burley without saying Burley. Okay. Okay. As in Burley, as in just, strong. I don't know, it's just yeah. Burley. You know, okay. what's the word? Burley. Okay. It's the yeah. R in it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Caroline, just keep going. Yes, I better <laughs> just keep talking. <laughs> I'll try to stop interrupting. It. No, point. that's fine. No, 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 no. You go right ahead. Um, but and you see, I mean, I think Miranda Richardson as uh, Queenie is absolutely marvelous. Um, but you know, I think you know, you could say it's a bit ridiculous to sort of portray her as this complete mad, capricious psychopath. Um, but you know. Or you could say it's extremely accurate. Yes, there is an accuracy I mean, to it. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it is quite right off centre. It's not, you know, obviously quite like that. But there are so many elements where you think, actually, Elizabeth was very capricious. Yeah. She was dangerous. Yeah. She could change everything around. And she did so as a conscious policy to keep her male counsellors on their toes and overcome the disadvantage of her sex in the 17th century, you know, or 16th century. I mean, she's a genius at manipulation, at managing relationships. And by just taking an extra step, she's a brilliant depiction. Miranda Richen is my favourite character in Blackadder. And that's answering a question you're going to ask me later. Yes, because that's an, and it's an essential truth of an aspect of elizabeth isn't it you mean because you did that you did a show didn't you where you were discussing the best elizabeths on screen didn't you do an episode oh yes that's right with um i can't just i'm sorry i shouldn't remember his name and i formally apologize to whoever it is whose name i've forgotten his name was sean lang and it was episode 315 b of the history of england podcast uh, which was very, very interesting. He was yeah. very interesting indeed. Yeah, and yes, he, I think he was saying, making the same point that yeah. she's uh, he meant, he very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but in in Blackadder Three, our hero is now a sort of butler or valet to the Prince Regent and the future George the Fourth. Um, and you know, so. Blackadder has always been accompanied by an idiotic member of the aristocracy um, and who was his sort of ostensible friend, Percy. Um, and Percy in series one and two is played by Tim McInerney or something. And he's a complete fool. McInerney. Yeah, McInerney. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and he's this sort of perfect example of how unsuitable the ruling class are to rule the, the country. And by the third series, so as the star of the Blackadder dynasty has waned, um, the likes of Percy are sort of running the show now and you've got Hugh Laurie is essentially this idiotic Prince Regent uh, and he's sort of filled that role of of the Percy character, the total idiot. Um, and he's quite, yes, I, it's my least favourite series actually, I think. The, it's, it, yeah. it's got some great stuff in it, um, but um, yeah, I, 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 that Hugh Laurie character I just find slightly annoying. He's slightly over the top. Um, I, I rather like him, actually, funnily enough. Um, I love him in the next one. 
Right. Yeah. He's very funny in the next one. Yeah. He is very funny in the next one. I rather like him in that, you know, he obviously doesn't know what anything and he complains about his socks a lot, which, yeah. you know, is idiotic because he's Prince Regent and he's yeah. got billions of socks. On the other hand, it's true. Yeah. Where do the socks go? Yes. Yes. Luke? I mean, where do they go? <laughs> where do they go? Because they go lovely. somewhere. Yeah. And it's not me. I'm not taking him, but they go. No. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I my, don't know. My I wife... like him, and yeah. he doesn't understand what a rotten borough is, and he calls yeah. it a rubber button. Yeah, and he calls his butler, you know, you, Mister Thicky Butlerweed. Yeah, which I, yeah. I call people regularly actually. Yeah, and I was, yes, that episode where he, uh, where Stephen Fry is uh, the Duke of Wellington, and just, and he's got, <laughs> he's got to pretend to be Blackadder. <laughs> he just, he just hits him. That's a brilliant episode. <laughs> I love that episode, and I had forgotten about it. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> That's very good, and he's completely and yeah. utterly brutal, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, apparently, Stephen Fry that. really was hitting him. <laughs> that was very good, that episode. Yeah. I also like the one with the, you know, the the, uh, the thick papery thing. Which one's that? Samuel Johnson and his... Uh, oh, yes, his yes. Diction. Ink and incapability. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I get hard Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's a really, really, really funny one. And and I love the the sort of um, rip off uh, Jane Austen titles. You know, the sort of ink and incapability. Yes. Yeah. And there's one that's yes. knob and nobility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's okay. another thing we should do. Jane Austen. You know, the thing that made England. You know, you can't move. But that's another one for Fiona. I think. I. It's got to be done. Oh, there was a lovely line somebody me. describing Jane Austen books as uh, uh, people sitting around talking to each other yeah. or something like that. It was yeah. funnier than that. Anyway. I can't, anyway, not I'm my thing at all. You, yeah. Yeah, I love Jane Austen. Actually. No. Yeah. I just don't like the whole of 19th century English literature, which is slightly embarrassing. Uh, don't you? No. So hang on. So you don't like uh, Trollope? No. I've never tried a trollop. <laughs> Have you not? Let's just stick to the literature, shall we not? It's going out on air, so ah. you know, I thought I should just stay ah, there. Carry on. Yeah. We so, are and, you know, carry on. Yeah, Dickens. I mean, all of them, I think they, they make great movies. <laughs> they're they all, are. yes, they're all rather rude, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to trollop or a Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. Sorry, sorry. What well, have we got? Sort of innuendo, double entendre. Thomas Hardy? Keep, you keep going, and I'll try and think of a good 19th century. Thomas Hardy's author. just too much fun. Edward Lear. There we go, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I, okay. you know, and I, I do like, um, you know, Charlotte Bronte, and uh, I think Jane, Jane Eyre is that right? Yeah. Charlotte is a bit more. She's Jane Eyre, she's, she's Jane Eyre, isn't she? Yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Is, that, is that Charlotte or is that Emily? I don't know. It's one of them. Yeah. Anyway, look, keep going. Keep Let's going. Keep going. It's fine. Nobody will notice. Nobody yes. Will <laughs> yeah. Edit, 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 edit. Yeah. And yeah. the only 19th century literature person we like <laughs> is Edward Lear, yeah. who yeah. wrote about jumblies. Lewis Carroll. Um, yes, so the final series is uh, set in World War I um, in the trenches. Wordsworth. Hang on, Wordsworth. Wordsworth. Yeah, yeah, it's not. You know, the the ancient mariner. There was an ancient mariner. He stopped us one on three by the long grey beard and gritting eye. Now wherefore stopst thou me? Was Coleridge. Was Coleridge. Xanadu did Kublai Khan a stately pleasure at own degree where Alf the sacred river ran through caverns measureless to man down to a sunless sea. Luke, for shame. They were both... Was he 19th century? Coleridge, yes, but was, those were two Coleridge poems. Not, Coleridge, not words pardon words. me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Obviously brilliant, yes, Coleridge, yes. sorry. And they were 19th sorry, century. Wordy. Yeah, but they're not authors, they're poets, they're poets, they're not authors. So. Right, oh, okay, yeah. they don't count. Right. Their Wordsworth is... Anyway, where were you? Are you running a show about Blackadder or talking about literature? I don't know, What's there's this on? very annoying, interrupting person. Uh, yeah. so who's that then? Yeah. Is that you know, well, you know the one about the, the inter- Have you heard the, the one about the interrupting cow? Moo. <laughs> 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 oh, 
That's a terrible joke. <laughs> it is actually joke. a joke. It's a very good joke, and it's my sister's joke, so I will tap. It was okay. Well, if it's your sister's joke, yeah, then yeah. fair dues. Tip my cap to Mary. Yep. Yeah. Throw <laughs> um, me completely. Um, so I think that the fourth series um, is the best of all, and the final episode is considered an absolute classic. Uh, I won't spoil it too much, um, but uh, you know, it's not actually particularly funny uh but it, it's amazing yeah, yeah. um and in the far the last uh episode so blackadder is now a sort of lowly captain um and he's not enjoying the war at all um but he's accompanied by hugh Laurie's lieutenant george who is sort of unfailingly chipper about the whole experience uh which he considers a great lark um and uh Baldrick is in his essence as a tommy sort of stoically accepting his lot um, Tim McInerney <laughs> is back. Um, Tim McInerney. McInerney. Please after me, Tim McInerney. 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 Yeah, right. Tim McInerney. Tim McInerney. We have to mention him again. And um, he's back as Captain Darling. Who plays Captain Darling, Luke? Uh, was it Tim McInerney? Yes, it was, was. It? Tim, as I call him. Yeah. They call me. They call him Tim. Um, and uh, he's a staff officer who serves the sort of monstrous General Melchit um, with uh, Stephen Fry, who is back as a sort of scion of the, the family Melchit, um, who was, you know, Elizabeth's Lord Chancellor in the in series two. Um, so that's what it's all about. Um, and, you know, can we say that Blackadder made England? You know, is it a well, thing that made England? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's as universal. Well, we should talk about the fourth series because clearly it's not the best. I mean, you know, oh, so right. Thanks for saying that. Okay, but you know, wah, wah, says you, yeah, yeah, because you know, I'm what's the word? Oh, right. Oh uh, yes. The thing is, yeah, that the fourth series uh-huh. is the only one which indulges in crass sentimentalism. sentimentalism. And what there's one uh, brief scene, just the most vile. No, it's a constant theme. So, I was talking to a teacher who was saying, I mean, I, I grant you it is very funny. And every time he says, Darling, I yes, laugh. it's brilliant. Okay? Yes, gag that just works every time. But it is soaked in, Oh, weren't the leaders terrible? They led us into all these people dying. We are obsessed, more obsessed about the first world war than the Second World War, and we're pretty obsessed about that. No, we're not. I don't think we're more obsessed. I don't think that's true. It's absolute pathos. It is absolute... I mean, and it's true, obviously. All these millions of men died. It's a bit sad. It's an utter disaster. Yeah. But what we tend to do, and what Blackadder does, is say, oh, it's all those rubbish generals' fault. And they thoughtlessly threw away all these lives. Yeah. And it's all their fault. Yeah. Uh, Donkeys led, uh, lions, lions led, led by, by donkeys. donkeys. Yeah, right. Um, well, and that just annoys me. And it, that last episode is just appalling. Yeah, it's okay. It gives into every sentimental. It's piece not of appalling. It is That's, for a start. It's the one with Wibble in it. Okay, fair enough. So, the last scene. Okay, so the very last scene, scene of. Yes. You don't like. Okay. But I mean, I think the lions led by donkeys thing, it's it's not exactly invented by Blackadder. Um, no, but it absolutely plays to it. Yes, but and no. there is an element of truth in it. And it's, uh, you know, it's only. There, it's only how quite. How would you have won the First World War, Luke Baxter? I wouldn't have. Yeah. I, yes. I mean,. Yep. Nobody knew how to deal with this complete. No, I know, I know, but wait, 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 it's only quite recently that that revisionist attitude has come. The lions led by donkeys has been the sort of accepted wisdom for many, many years, and it's also you know things like oh what a lovely war, which is a very much a precursor. I've not much in it, but a very much a precursor with, in terms of comedy and in terms of attitude you know a lot of those the poets were saying exactly the same thing people who lived it um you know Siegfried Sassoon Owen they were all saying the same you know the the general the, the that poem is all very much 
hammering home that point. So, yes, I know that recent historians have made that point that it wasn't quite fair to say that they were all bastards. And, you know, Douglas Haig was... Is it Douglas Haig? General Haig. Yes. Um, Douglas Haig, yeah. Yes. Um, no, I just thought... Because there's that American who worked for Reagan, who said Haig as well. But um, uh, anyway, uh, but, you know, they... they it's 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 he was fated and you know he had a state funeral and and he was a bit of a hero um but that doesn't you know, i don't think you can throw that whole thing at blackadder that um it's no, it, he, they sure. they stand alone and um yeah. is a travesty true. i mean you know true i'm overstating the case yeah. i agree with you queen elizabeth wasn't wasn't nice. a psychopath sorry queen elizabeth wasn't a psychopath but she's played yeah. as a psychopath. I, I do agree the, with you. No. You're quite right. I am yes. overstating the case. Yeah. Um, um, and it's very the funny. The series as a whole is incredibly funny. Yes. But and Stephen Fry as, a, as that character is hilarious. I think he's... He is very mark. funny indeed. <laughs> <laughs> he is very funny. But there's yes. a bit, an edge of it. Oh, it's a bit like the satire conversation because you really like satire. I hate satire. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of the... There's just that bit of we think we're better than the people who lived it, um, and it's all about the posh buggers that just irritates me a little bit. But it is incredibly funny, yeah. And it is my second favourite of the series, so granted. Yeah. Yeah. But there is the history teacher who said very, I thought very intelligently, yeah. With this, just so it have to be that the first thing he has to do when he teaches the First World War is get Blackadder out of people's heads. Yeah. Yes. Because there is this accepted truism yeah. about the First World War, yeah. which stops people thinking. Yeah. Yes, and I think that that's very true. But, I mean, I've, you know, for me, it's sort of in a line of things like that, like uh, Seller and Yateman, uh, you know, 1066 and all that, which, I, you know... They're, they're... I think Seller and Yateman is at something different. Salomon is laughing at our love of a traditional history. Maybe that is the same thing. Yes. You know, it's laughing at the fact that we've got the standard history that everybody believes. Mm. Yes. And that's what I think, it, you and know, it's, but, it, but it's, it's garbage because we all repeat it. Yeah. But it does, you know, it, it, okay, I think that is a bit different. Yeah. But, you know, the other way around, really. But yes, I don't know. I mean, I accept your point, Luke. I'm um, overreacting. And, you know, obviously it was this enormous uh, catastrophe. Yeah. So and, you know, what you'd like to think that people, politicians wouldn't allow us to go into war. So maybe we should not have declared war. Yeah. And, you know, Earl Grey's reason for going to war was one of honour which seems a quite a conceptual thing to kill 20 yeah. million people on the back of we were having that conversation this evening at, at supper it was would we, right? well no would we go to war for taiwan right okay you know because we went to war for belgium and we went to war for poland yes or we we, we like out. to think we we did um whether that's quite true it's different mm. um Interesting. What intelligent yeah. suppers you have. You're talking about wooden <laughs> It's not always like Taiwan. that. It's, it's not, not always God. like that. I can, I can assure you. What kind of family you, are you? I can assure you. It's generally. We were discussing <laughs> fart jokes at supper. <laughs> Good. God. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um, yes. Um, yeah, so that's. So I, but I think, you know, there's, for example, like horrible histories. Do you, do you know horrible histories? Um, and yeah. that does the same sort of thing. I think it's a very, very good introduction to history for kids. And I think. But I that, had the same feeling about horrible histories as I had about Blackadder Go. Exactly. Terry Deary is shameless in not being contextual and accurate about history. Yeah, he's very good. My son loves history because of Terry Deering. There you go. And yet, yeah. I hate Terry Deering. Yes, but you can unlearn these things, but you can unlearn them from a basis of knowledge. You know, my son will you know knows loads of mad stuff. Yes, true. Um, and true, true, true. if he goes on to do a degree in history, he's not going to go around thinking that you yeah. know all the, the four Georges were mad, fat, and whatever they are. Um, yeah. It's true, although it's part of one of the things he got right, really. 
um, but if he doesn't go and do a degree in history, then he's not going to unlearn them. Is my point? Yes, but he, yeah, yeah, but I don't think it really matters if you think that the, you know, if you're not actually right. studying but history, everything in history matters. Mm. We think that. You're talking to a history podcast here. Anyway, move on. What are we doing now? Blackadder. <laughs> so I vented my spleen about Blackadder, but I do Fourth, totally good. agree. Of course, yeah. I'm overreacting, and it is incredibly funny. Yeah. So um, Captain Darling thing is just superb. Yes, I love that. Morning, darling. Morning, darling. It's just... Yes. Well, well, I, I... <laughs> That's brilliant. Very good. A yeah. little speckly Jim. little speckly Jim. Oh, little speckly Jim. Yeah, some brilliant notes. I thought I'd made some notes about some... Excellent black other ones, um, uh, darling ones, yeah. Um, actually, talk well, we, we'll come on to that in a sec, actually. But, um, the something we, when we were discussing Monty Python that came up was the sort of um, how um, the quotes from Monty Python have become massively part of our language, mm. um, and they become a sort of common idiom. And I think that's a way that you could say that a comedy show has made England. Um, because it sort of made the, the country, you know, like all the right notes, but not necessarily in the right order. Yes. Don't tell him Pike. Am I bothered? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and I think I have a cunning plan. Um, is, yes, is part I have of that. a cunning plan is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty universal. Yeah. And, you know, he's as cunning as a fox who's been just been appointed professor of cunning at Oxford University. Um, and I literally. Put a tail on it. Yeah. Yes. Um and call it a, a weasel. I thought it was calling him a fox, but I looked it up. Um, was it? No, yeah. I think it was calling it a fox. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was calling it a weasel. Oh, was it? Was yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, that is more cunning. Is a weasel more cunning than a fox? Mm, they're pretty cunning weasels. Yeah, mm, they have to be. Um, but, you know, I spent a good chunk of my years in education literally saying little else than variations on <laughs> <laughs> I'm so cunning. I'm little... Yes, <laughs> people still mention that. Yes, he was a ball at Baxter. Baxter. <laughs> just, just give him a blackadder joke, and he'll warble on, and you yeah. can play. I know. No, when I was receiving my education, it oh, didn't didn't work quite so well with right. it. I was teaching in Spain when you were handing it out. Yeah, yeah. The Spanish weren't quite as because they they loved they didn't. I, you know, I think we said that before about uh, Mr. Bean. You know that Mr. Bean's massive in Spain, but they had no idea who Blackadder is. Uh, no. It's all wrong. It's all yeah, wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the great comedians of our time um, have appeared in Blackadder. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, Peter Cook was actually in the first episode. Uh, but, you know, you've got people like Rick Mayle keeps appearing. Even Jeremy Hardy made a brief appearance. Um, there are lots of, there are a lot of people there. Um, and, um, and of course, course produced by john lloyd who is a bit of a john lloyd a yeah a bit of a diane of british comedy yeah it? and uh, written by uh what's his name uh richard curtis richard curtis and ben yeah. Elton, yeah yeah and richard curtis went on to do all the um romantic comedies yes uh, yes he did yeah one thing my favorite movie i think which uh notting hill really Oh dear! I know. <laughs> We've had a billion times. Well, she's probably slightly behind the full Monty, right? Uh, but you know, I'm sorry about that. It's right up there. That is that is quite awful. Four weddings and a funeral. Yeah. So you don't and like Pink Notting Floyd, Hill. and Notting Hill is your favourite movie. Yeah. Oh dear. That's awful. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Gonna we... make something of that? Nah, no, no, no. Just cool. you know, cool. Cool. You, you sleep well at night, do you? Yep. Um, I do. Good. <laughs> I wouldn't be if I was listening to Pink Floyd, would I? <laughs> well, you might. It might send you off. Yeah, um, that's probably true. Actually. Yeah. Probably true. We, we mentioned the, uh, the, the, the Bishop of Bath and Wells, um, and yes. uh, you know, who, who's the sort of baby-eating Bishop of Bath and Wells. Um, there was quite a good anecdote that I read about that the, the, the real Bishop of Bath and Wells turned up to the House of Lords once um, with his five-week-old granddaughter. And he was, gre- he was greeted by the Bishop of Southwark, remarking, the Bishop has brought his own lunch. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that was really Very good. Very good. I so, think there actually wasn't some 
element of truth about the um, the the burning bishop of Bamber oh right yes the, like yeah yeah. Yeah, really? I don't know. It was the Burning Bishop of Bamber, or maybe I've got right. uh, Bamberg. Maybe I've got that mixed up. Right. But that is one of the... I mean, you asked me to list my favourite episodes, I think, and that that's definitely that's very one good. of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, alongside the botched execution. Yes. And that <laughs> one of the greatest lines in British comedy, which I repeat constantly until my children want to kill me, which is, shall I prepare the, co- the shall I prepare the guest room for Mr. Cockup, sir? <laughs> he says, we're not at home to Mr. Cockup. And of course, they cock everything out. Yeah, yeah. So Baldrick says, um, honestly and openly, shall I prepare the guest room for Mr. Cockup? <laughs> very, very funny. Yeah. Well, it, you had to be there, obviously, but you know, it was quite no, no, it's very, very good. Yeah. Um, the presence from Blackadder after the voyage. Yes. Do you remember that? He goes around... <laughs> Elizabethan voyages, yeah. and he comes back with a boomerang. Yeah, and Melchy pours scorn on yeah. the boomerang, and he says, "But when you throw it, it comes back." And the Queenie says, "But when I throw a stick, I don't want it back," <laughs> which is a good point. Yes, honestly. Yeah, and is it a stick, Blackadder? In very dangerous uh, phraseology. Brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. Um, and the the Wii as well, don't they? They bring the Wii back from yeah. Um, <laughs> the Wii back. And related to that, there was Percy and his alchemy session. Yes, I uh, made the purest and green. The green mush, and yeah. he says, "Can it be that we are looking at a genuine green <laughs> green?" Folks, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is very, very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, so, shall we? I, I, I noticed Dan from from last time your um, list of um, you know yes. definitions of English comedy. Um, in fact, we actually have a definition of English comedy um, from uh, Blackadder, which is from Aid Edmondson, who is oh, yes. the he's the Baron von Richthofen. And he says, "Yes, I look forward to hearing." Taking Rewengi. I look forward to hearing more of your wit, your punning, and your breaking of the wind. (laughs) 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 So that does that does sort of uh, fit with your wit and your punning and uh, yeah taboo. Yeah, English humour sums up English humour because we do like breaking wind, don't we? We do like breaking wind, and it's endlessly funny. Mm. Yeah. And you know, some people just don't find that remotely. Well, Breaking amusing. Wind is not funny, is it? It's not, no. And yet, mm. somehow it kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Whoopee cushions. Anyway, should we go through the list? Should we go through the list? Should so, we, yes. Have I, a look at it. So, yeah, we've, the absurd. The absurd. Yes, I mean, there's a we'll lot of absurdity. That. Yeah. But it's not quite the same absurd. You know, if I was going to rate it on a concern no. absurdometer, yeah, it's not. Monty Python level is absurd, isn't it's it? It's not Monty Python level absurd. No, that's 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 it, right. It's yeah. kind of like off centre, you know, like yeah. the absurdity of war, which is yeah. serious, or sailing around the Isle of Wight rather than you know the world, <laughs> the Americas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, mm. it's it is, yeah, incongruous. I it is said, rather than absurd. Okay, yeah, like that. Yeah, I like the word absurd. Uh, incongruous is very good. Yeah, um, deadpan. Dry and understated. Well, I think it can be. Yes, I think Blackadder, as a character, can be quite dry and understated. You know, a lot of that sort of. You know, he's the. You know, I'm as happy to see you as a whatever it is. Um, yes. And um, you know, I think there's lots of that stuff. Is quite. You know. In fact, he broke that. Is that a metaphor or a simile? As simile. I'm as yes. something as, as a something. something. Yeah. I mean, Ben Elton went just mad on that. Yes. He? And everybody yes. was going around at school using yeah. the most ridiculous similes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- th- that was very much um, his thing. So I think that's... Um... Also, there was a kind of reductionist thing about it. I mean, a bit like Wellington kicking around... What's his name? I yeah. suppose that's sort of slapstick in a way. But yeah. it was the bit where Blackadder insults Flash Art. Yeah. And says, you know, everybody hates you and all the rest of it. They think you're really rubbish. And yeah. so Flash Art just punches him. Yes. And knocks him out. Yeah. I know there's something very, very funny about that yeah. moment. Yeah. But they... it shouldn't really be funny. Yeah. But it is just completely, I don't know, negative. It just says, right, yeah. thump. Yeah. And it's, you know, it yeah. cuts through everything. It's, I don't know. There must be a word for that. I don't know what that is. but Violence. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is kind of dry in a sense. Yes, yes. So yes. I'm not trying to be clever. I'm just yeah. going to hit. Yeah, the bloke. yeah, yeah. 
Yes, and also because he he ends up um, so the Baron von Richthofen when he when, when he meets Flashheart, he's like, oh, you know, these two great people we've been fighting, and it's, a, it's like the duel of old times, <laughs> and he just shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp, just shoots him. <laughs> um, innuendo double entendre, I think, was plenty of that. Oh, just. I mean, yeah, yeah just all Fluid. over the place, dripping in it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely dripping in it, yeah. yeah. Am I pleased Sarcasm, to see... Sarcasm, insults, and uh, yeah. Am I pleased to see you as this, this... I just put a canoe in my pocket. <laughs> 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 uh, sarcasm, yeah. yes, lots of sarcasm, banter. Lots and lots of it. Yeah. Um, self-deprecation. Yeah. I think there is a bit of self... You know, the the whole Baldrick character is very self-deprecating. Yeah. Um, I suppose he is, yes. Although I don't know. I think Baldrick is an older tradition. Isn't Baldrick the fool. almost the Aulus tradition, almost the Falstaff? Not, he's not Falstaff, is he? yeah. he's not Barbastic. But he's the traditional working class butt of jokes. Yes. But he, he, he's the fool. Yeah. But I mean, he's that, always. Which he's... is common throughout comedy since, you know, or I had to do bloody Moliere, who was a complete oh. ass. And there's lots of that in yeah. Moliere, isn't yeah. it? You know, lots of the fool. Yeah. Um, I, he's he's that kind of character, yeah. isn't he? But he's quite self-deprecating. You know, he's you know he, he's always making jokes. He's not that self-deprecating. He's just stupid. Well, no, but he, he's quite you know he's quite happy to be um, eating turnips. Quite happy to be stupid. Yeah. But yeah. Taboo. Don't know. Not I no. It does not particularly. I mean, actually, as I say, with the Blackadder goes forth, goes forth thing, he's, they're playing to the gallery. Yes. They're doing the thing that everybody wants them to do, which is, hey, yeah. you know, riff on the fact that this is a terrible waste of human life. We've been sitting here since Christmas 1914, during which millions of men have died and we've advanced no further than an asthmatic ant with some heavy shopping. Yes. <laughs> and there's the one where, where Melchie has... The one-to-one. ...has the... Yeah, the entire <laughs> ground that they've captured in the glass box. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a map. It's, it's a one-to-one yeah. representation. <laughs> <laughs> what scale is this, <laughs> darling? It's a one-to-one, sir. Yeah, okay. that's very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, so the taboo thing, okay. Um, puns and wit, obviously, lots. Yes, lots and yeah. lots and lots of that. And the British class system, absolutely. Um, yes. It's what the whole thing's lots about, really. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm making notes here. It's a bit of slap, and there is definitely slapstick. There's a lot of slapstick. I mean, yes, yeah, a lot of slapstick. You yeah, know, the Duke of Wellington thing with him kicking the prince. Yeah, it's just and all the sort of closing the things that. Sorry. So the things that I'm struggling with after the as the second episode is the self-deprecation thing. It seems to me is a very much a part of English humour, mm. but I'm not sure it. Is a strong element in comedy shows because it's a very personal thing. Yeah, deprecation. I don't know. I don't know that it works in a a comedy show. Well, you're Frank Spencer. He's a fool. It's not self-deprecation. <laughs> okay. He's not being self-deprecating. He's a fool. He's a buffoon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I suppose you have to be your real self, don't you? I mean, if you're self-deprecating, you don't mean it. Yeah. Well, you might mean it, but you're conscious yeah. of it. Baldrick and some others do. Somebody, I suppose, like Michael McIntyre, who's not my favourite by a long way, but you know, he, he's always laughing at himself a bit, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. And uh, you know, indeed, the same to Kevin Bridges. Yeah. You know, laughs at you know the oddities of himself and the people around him. You know. Yeah. So it was incredibly funny about hiring a donkey, but I just you know, yeah, I think that's very much that is very much fingers humor, but I'm not yeah. sure it comes out well yeah. in TV shows, yes. But I think it's that you, you could only be self deprecating if you're not in character, you can't be self deprecating so. about somebody you're acting because it's not yourself. Yes, I think you're. I, I think, think that's, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very personal thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, you can't do it for somebody else. Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah. In a character. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, so yes. So we do. We think that Blackadder is a worthy 
Um, well, it's a bloody good comedy thing. I don't yeah. think it made England. No. No. I think, I don't, I mean, I'm very confident that there are none of these, with the possible exception of the Montepi, that would make, be considered making England. Yeah. But I think your point about being, it offering a shared language, it did offer cohesion. Yeah. And a shared language. Yeah. While it was on. Yeah. Um, no, and, I, and, I, and I, as you say, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, great. So I think we were going to do th- uh, three more of our favourite. Yes. So over to you, Mister. Over to me first. This time, shall yeah. we? Okay. Let me let me have a look at my list because unlike you, last time I prepared. So I thought I would start with the thing that I I always feel was the precursor to Blackadder. I'm not sure, fairly or not, but not the nine o'clock news. Ah, that's my next one. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Nick. Love that. So, I um, hate satire, as you know. Yeah. Uh, and not that I can't use was, in fact, in a sense, satire. But what it had was absolute coruscating, um, dancing wit all over the place that new stuff that constantly made you laugh and made you look at things in a different way that wasn't sanctimonious you know unlike 99 percent of satire are just brilliant and I, I think some of i suppose it was rowan atkinson that it introduced us to and mel smith and and then along came alas smith and jones which was also you know really funny Yes. So yeah, that, um, that, that, the, the, that. The, the the monkey called George. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, he was, he was wild, absolutely wild. He was absolutely furious. Wild, he was absolutely livid. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. one of my favourite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and more. So there's that. So the next one on the list was Blackout. I can't have that. Uh, Montepi Films can't have that. The IT crowd. Okay. Very, very funny indeed. Gary, uh, Graham Lynham, so yeah, yeah. His, the other one he did in addition to Father Ted. Uh, and let's, so let's say, so that I get it over and done with, so let's say Father Ted and the IT crowd, that both are very funny indeed. Irish, though. Ah, I see. So that's has to be English. Mm, that's a good point, actually. Things yeah, that made that England. Yeah. And they're very Irish, aren't they? Well, no, the Father IT crowd, yeah. Yeah, Father Ted's. <laughs> IT crowd, yeah, I don't know. It kind of feels international. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Not, not English. Um, so, yes, Minister? Oh, of course. Yes. In fact, that should Although have I its own. Admit, I, watched, I watched it again, and it, it it paled a bit. It hadn't quite gone out of date. Right. But I didn't find it as funny as I yeah. did. I'm not quite sure why, because it was fantastic. fantastic. And yeah. such an incredibly clever Yeah. Be, um, but my dad was a, worked in the civil service, and he he basically said it, it was a it was a documentary. Right. <laughs> exactly how it was. Yeah, yeah. And you can see that it's just you know yeah. incredibly clever. Yeah. Um, yeah. My last one for this week then would be spaced. Okay, never seen. Yeah. I've seen yeah. oh, brilliant. Only two yeah. series. Yeah. Um, but you know Edgar Wright. Yes. Just fantastic. Yeah. Um, and you know what's his and name? the two actors the uh, who... Frost um, and Peg Nick Frost and uh, Simon Peg Simon Peg that's yeah. right and I loved Simon but he's, I mean the the film that Henry and I have watched more time than any other movie uh, is Hot Fuzz okay yeah and the bit where they jump over the gates over the fences just I mean it's ridiculous I've seen it a hundred times it's nothing clever sophisticated. Or witty about it, but I howl every time. It's a swan, long, slender neck, red bill. It's a swan. It's a swan. And short of the dead. I mean, just yeah. fantastic. So, space. I loved space, and it introduced all. The, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, because that's uh, another sort of gap that I've got. Um, in the 90s so I, you know, I didn't see Spaced or Briar Side which mm. I think I'd have loved all the thick of it which I think I'd have loved um, yeah I think if I didn't like so much I don't know yeah. I think you might have liked yeah yes because I'm going to say one I'm pretty sure you aren't going to like and that's The Office mm-hmm. oh god I hate The Office I, I, fact, I have that on my list of oh, the most good. hated yeah I think it's very funny 
really made me laugh a lot. Because actually, the first time I saw it, I just got back from Spain and didn't know anything about it and did genuinely watch it and not know that it was a comedy show. Right. And I was like, my God, Actually, that might make that? it funnier, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this idiot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's he doing on TV? Um, and then I would also like to nominate With Nail and I as a movie. I know it's not, which I adore. Um, and that is another one that I think is, you know, massively quoted and um has yes, become... i mean people love with i i didn't see it at the time yeah I watched it a couple of years ago and thought what what's the fuss about oh, really so right. i think it is probably a thing of its so, partly of its time yeah yeah uh or it's just me yeah not seeing it because everybody you know people absolutely love it don't it's they? absolutely genius yeah but it, it probably sitting around um university studies um, yeah, I mean that's why I was thinking maybe it's living the dream time because yes, that, everybody <laughs> looked like that when, in the eighties yeah. when they were yeah. on the nineties when they were students, don't they? Those long great yeah. coats. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, great. And so, what would you be in your hall of shame? My hall of shame. Well, I had the office, but yeah. let's go for. Well, let's go for Mister Bean. Ah, uh, he's there for me. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, just shoot me. Yeah before i have to watch yeah totally agree i'm going to put i'll be a bit more controversial with mine i'm going to put vic reeves and all of his output no. i've never got what that about the duff from above is he yes the duff from above? yes that shooting stars thing yeah yeah, yeah. never got it Not like that no no just never got I it i could take a leave vic reeves bob yeah. mortar on the other hand yeah yeah very funny man yeah very funny money man i think they're uh, lovely i do beg your pardon but mm. i'm standing in your garden yeah <laughs> very yeah. funny man yeah um yes. but yeah so i wouldn't you know i wouldn't go to the wall for vic reeves either yeah yeah no missed out on that so bean and reeves both gone both in the uh, hall of shame yeah i've got another question for you what is the funniest book you've ever read before we sign out from this program the funniest book you see, no, you need. You say I don't prepare, but I do prepare. Um, you just prepare for the wrong questions. <laughs> all the right questions. All the wrong questions. Exam technique. Yes, yes, yes. All I know. Yeah. Well, you see, yeah, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm trying to think beyond Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Some of those Ben Elton books were very good. Mm, mm. Right. Okay. Cool. I know the yeah. ones you mean. Yeah. What about? I'm going to say because I. You know, ask the question. I did prepare this. Yes. Uh, Lucky Jim. Right. Ever read Lucky Jim? Um, Kingsley Amis. Yes, I have. Yeah, a long time ago. I kind of love. Uh, yeah, sort of set on a university campus. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. And it, it, I went to a very posh university, namely St Andrews, where everybody was very posh. So posh though I am, I appeared slightly less posh than everybody else. And uh, so the Lucky Jim thing played to my personal prejudices. Oh, good. Very nice. I, 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 school yes. boy, I and he was a smoker and I was, you know, mad smoker. Yeah. Very bad. I've given up. There you go. Yeah. Money. What? Martin Amos. Oh, yes. Very funny yes. book. Yeah, that is very funny. Very funny yeah. book indeed. Yeah. He, the that trouble is, with and, that is that he did it early in his career. Yeah. And then every other book he wrote disappointed yeah. him. Yeah. And Dead Babies. Dead Babies. Yeah. Quite good. But I don't know. There was something about I think it was maybe I had, there was only one book of like money that could make me laugh, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Because after that, he became just a bit grim. Yeah. Uh, but God, money made me laugh. This is going to be, yeah. And uh, she's, when she's sitting on his face and taking the credit card payment <laughs> with one of those sort of little machines, yeah. just very funny. <laughs> just very funny. Yes. But a bit gross. Yeah. Um, very gross. gross. And Dead Baby is obviously very gross. I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm holding back on my answer for this, and I'm going to keep it for our okay. Facebook. Because okay. we're now having a Facebook very roundup, good. obviously. Can and you I'm... guess Luke's yeah. funniest book? There you go. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay. Should we introduce the roundup? Yeah, I was trying to Would do that. Roundup? Well, we had something of a hoolie in our first outing about English comedy, and I blench at having to do the feedback. I blench whiter than a forced rhubarb. And forcing rhubarb, I have always considered something of an outrage and have started the People's Front of Rhubarbia in protest. Come and join. Anyway, where was I? English comedy. Well, one feature of the post in Facebook, I have to say, is the almost monolithic, totally homogenous response to the poll and, in contrast, the very varied and, might I say, disputatious nature of the discussion. On the poll, basically everyone who was anyone agreed that, yes, there is a distinctively English sense of humour, and that, yes, Monty P is a thoroughly good example of it. At this point, I would like to raise a glass to Andrea and to Alison, who had the courage to vote that, no, Monty Python is not funny. Much as I love Monty P, it does sometimes annoy me that our love for them is almost as solid as a stick of rhubarb. We are still discussing a witness protection package for Andrea and Alison as we speak. A joke I have stolen from Paco. Did I get that right? Ah... Um, so, very little debate on the English, not British thing, which I'd like to explore sometime, somewhere, somewhere else. Quite a lot of debate, it has to be said, on Spanish humour from Paco, Sarah and Luke, though my heart bled when Paco remarked that he was feeling less and less special. We're all special on the things that made England Paco, if that's philosophically possible. Is it philosophically possible? Answers on a postcard. Anyway, we heard about, wait for it, El rey Arturo y los caballeros locos de la mesa cuadrada. How's that? And a Spanish film called Amante que no es poco, which we are told is a Spanish Monty Python. A little part of me died again when Paco wrote, and I quote to my horror, Some people know Hotel Faulty, others have watched Shaun of the Dead, but most Spanish people must think British comedy died when Mr Bean ended, I weep. The same feedback is frequent from Uncle Sam, where I personally have been complimented on English comedy and been given both Benny Hill and Mr Bean as examples. If they invent time travel, I will go back in time, walk straight past Sarah Connor, Genghis Khan and Stalin and strangle Benny and Bean in their cots with a stick of rhubarb for what they have done. Maybe that's just me. But I agree with Eric when he cried in pain about a humour hierarchy meme, because memes are life for Eric, and indeed it's been rumoured that Eric is in fact a meme. How can slapstick, he said, be a higher form of humour than irony? To right, Eric. How? How? Bunch of discussion about the similarities and dissimilarities between English and American humour. The main conclusion appeared to be that I know bugger all about American comedy, guilty as charged. And then if we do want to know more, we need to get a stand-up where beats the heart of American comedy for Ken and Leonard shared a very good clip about a redneck routine which rather neatly demonstrated the use of self-deprecation in a comedy routine. Though Luke shared an interesting clip of Stephen Fry on the subject of English and American comedy, his view was that American comedies like to have a hero, a winner as their protagonist, or at least a person with good qualities, whereas by and large, the English go for losers. Interesting and quite convincing, I thought. Anyway, Steeple made the point that maybe we're talking about British comedians here rather than British comedy, which makes the point that there are, of course, comedic styles which cross boundaries. Leslie and Eric gave us references to a bunch of great French comedy, 10%, the series, Au Service de la France, and Les Visiteurs are all super funny, according to Leslie. The movie Moliere says Leslie has bits which are hilarious, which cannot be right, because if Moliere is funny, so is Shakespeare, and we know that's not true. Eric and Tony gave us several more, and quite rightly pointed the finger of Jacques Tati. Eric's finger was admiring. Mine would be very different. But hey, vive la différence. 
Derrida, this could go on forever, so I must summarise. Much mention then of the influence and quality of Oxbridge comedy, a point that Paco made quite right, and of radio, like the goons, hitchhikers, and the absolutely peerless, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue, which is very dangerous when driving. Lots of shows get shout-outs, The Mighty Boosh, Eddie Izzard, The Young Ones, and more. Also, I learned the plural for foreskin, which is handy. Overall, coming back to the Python thing, I think Guy nails it when he remarked that however good or variable the sketch shows after they came out, the world of English comedy would never be the same. Though Les Dawson will always live in my heart, Guy, just next to the rhubarb. Thank you very much, David. That was very enjoyable. Thank you, Luke. Bonsoir. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.